things rarely go as planned. I mean, you can have a really good plan and nothing even goes wrong with it, but the situation as a whole won't really look anything like your plan for it. Whether it's a wedding or a birthday party, you will never know the joke that Uncle Joe told at 5 p.m. that made everybody laugh that everybody's going to talk about for the next three parties you hold. Nor will you expect that that part that you 3D printed in plastic and only needed to last for like 10 seconds would work perfectly, except when you made it out of metal, somebody would say, oh, by the way, that can't conduct electricity. Because, you know, metal conducts electricity. Not that that just happened to me. Or nor did I just finish designing the replacement part. Yeah, things don't often go as planned, even when they do. This is Infinite Tradecraft. I'm Ryan Motley. Let's get to work. I have this friend who's got a chunk of property in the desert and he had some lab space out in LA and before he was my friend he was just this guy that was funding my buddy's company and I had just finished up this big, well, I hadn't even finished it, but I was getting close to the end of it, this big UAV development project, and it looked like it was going a little pear-shaped at this point. And I was stressed out. I hadn't had a day off in uh, two and a half years at that point. Basically, I had... Um, yeah, I'd spent 15 weeks getting my teaching certificate, rolled almost right into my first teaching job, and then immediately from that into this UAV development project that ultimately lasted about 18 months. Um, and nowhere in there had I left the little five cities area that I live in. And so I took a break. My buddy who runs this company um, basically said, dude, just come on out of here. We've got all the tools in the world. You'll be like a kid in a candy store. We'll hit the beach, just hang out, nerd out. Uh, you know, we'll introduce you to everybody. You're gonna have some kind of opportunity come out of this. You just gotta, you gotta clear your head. And hey, you might fund this other UAV thing you're working on. I'm like, all right, cool. 
So I got all my stuff together to sort of pitch this concept for a swarm UAV system that I'd been tooling around with at that point for like three years. And I had some hardware with me. I had a nice little pitch deck put together, had some renders, but in the back of my mind, I kind of knew that this was not going to be one of those show up and leave with money sort of things. And I knew virtually nothing about this guy. <clears throat> but I did know that he was a nerd and a little bit crazy. But probably my kind of crazy. I don't know if you've noticed that yet. If you know me, you know me. And you know exactly what I mean. But I don't mean like schizophrenic. Just like willing to try the weird thing regardless of how weird it is, if it works. So anyhow, I get into town and I haven't even planned for a place to stay. Uh, I literally land at LAX and they tell me that the lab is like really close to the airport, which to me means I can probably walk there. But since this is my first time in LA ever, I didn't really have a sense of the scale of things. And so my walk took me to a bus, which then took me to uh, the actual LA transit, where I wound up getting a pass that handles all the buses and metros and trains and all that kind of stuff. Like, all right, cool. I wound up still needing to get an Uber to get to the lab, but it turns out that Uber was literally for three quarters of a mile. Now, this is not because I don't know how to read a map, because I do, but I couldn't figure out how to get to the other side of a road without literally walking several miles and it was kind of hot and it was about to rain which I just was not really interested in walking alone in skid row in the rain with two bags for several miles all of my veteran friends. Yes, I know, but just no. So I finally got there and like nobody's around. My buddy shows back up and I get the dime tour. It's a really cool facility. And I just am kind of hanging out and chatting 
and I set up my laptop, pull up the slides and everything, minimize it all, and just kind of, I had some other software to write for the UAV that I was actually working on, getting paid to work on at that point. So I just got back to work, and uh, they were cooking lunch, and it was fantastic, and I just kind of hung out, and this guy gets there, the guy, and everybody kind of changed a little bit, like, oh shit, the boss is here, but not like negatively, it's just everybody kind of straightened up a little bit, and He sits down, and he's chatting with some other clearly authority figure, and they're clearly conducting their own business, and none of us are really part of it. And then they have their little meetings with these groups that they're funding or managing or incubating or whatever at this place. So I just kind of hang back and eat my fantastic lunch. I forget what it was, but it smelled fantastic. Um, I know at some point I had some really good barbecue and that place is still on my bucket list for when I return to LA, I will be going there and getting some barbecue. And then the next day I had tacos on a Tuesday in Los Angeles, handed to me by an actual Mexican. I'm like authentic food like you guys are celebrating taco tuesday nah i got tacos on tuesday real tacos god they were good right so this fellow's just sitting there and um kind of get briefly introduced and i just get right down to business like yeah here's my thing i want to do this and that and us and so with these drones and they cost this much and we need a ton of them, but they're so cheap, they're practically disposable. So, you know, we're still beating this application and that application with conventional aircraft, and maintenance cost is virtually nil because this whole chunk of it is so cheap as to be disposable, so you literally just replace it. They were really interested. I needed to do a little bit more demo stuff, like actually get it flying for more than a few minutes at a time. Um, I had demonstrated takeoff and aerodynamic stability, uh, but we'd had some materials failures because I was using 3D printed parts, and literally one of the motors just flew right off the front of one of them in, uh, in a flight test. But I included that footage because when I recovered it, I just opened up the, the airframe and um, like, hey, here's all my expensive stuff, and it's still perfectly fine, even though it just fell from 200 feet with, you know, in an uncontrolled dive. Like, whoa, again. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. So we kind of broke from that and just chatted, and it turned out he'd founded a company that I followed, and we talked about that and that experience, and he had to go to some meeting or whatever, and he was gone. Well, I wind up putzing around with a few things, and uh, he came back, and he started working on this apparatus, and 
you could kind of tell he was not really getting frustrated, but needed an extra set of hands. Like, well, screw it. Hey, how can I help? Oh, well, it's this, that, and this, and so, and blah, 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 and here's the bolt patterns, and yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I just need an extra set of hands. I'm like, yeah, that's why I kind of want to go over. <clears throat> and conversation continued. A couple hours later, the things basically together, except for these three or four things we needed, and I just kind of reported back, hey, it's this, that, and this, and so. And he's like, oh, no shit. Cool. And, well, what do you need for this, that, and this, and so? And just kind of ran down a list of things. And I'm not saying exactly what the thing is because NDAs and such, but it was just a natural flow of question, answer, and no, oh, this guy knows something and that guy knows something and let's put all our information together and build this thing. There wasn't any question of, who the hell is this guy? I was demonstrating it. That's kind of the point of this podcast. I had absolutely no plan about being there other than pitch this thing, get some advice, maybe get some money, and go home. But also, chill out. I never really made... Well, I did actually make it to the beach one day while I was there. But I spent most of my time in and around the lab. Walked around downtown LA and, and got to, to know my surroundings. And then worked on nerd stuff with this guy. That evening, he gets back from a business meeting up in Malibu at like friggin' midnight almost. And I'm just kind of putzing around. And he's like, you want to melt some metal? Yeah, sure. So we fired up the furnace that he had. It was a little uh, two-burner forge. And we melted some bismuth to try and make some crystals. And just poured it into a pan. I get a little crucible and all that kind of jazz. So we melted it, poured it in the pan, and sloshed it a little bit so that the crystals formed. And it had this huge Canon D90 with a big old macro lens on it, and just he's geeking out over this. We kind of wrap things up, everything's cooled off, and he's just doing a little bit of paperwork, I think. And I wrap up my stuff shut down the laptop and I'm just kind of sitting there and I asked him like how did you keep going he's like what do you mean how did you keep going when stuff just went sideways and I kind of rattled off all the issues that I was having with my then current development project I'm like, when it feels like everything is falling apart and everybody wants to lie, cheat, steal, and screw you in the rear, how do you keep going? How do you even know that you should keep going? I'm like, well, basically what you just did, you took a break, you get back to it, just keep going. Something will happen that'll let you know that you should keep going. And so I did. That's the longer story. I kept going. And I got it to the point where I had a flying prototype and a lot of fun, but never really matured into a commercial product for a variety of reasons. But he gave me his number. 
like his personal cell phone number, which apparently not just anybody has. And through that entire semi-planned event where I was going to go pitch to this thing and become another one of their companies that they're funding, I wound up getting a really good friend that's given me advice that's worth much more than probably that entire, even if it was successful, that entire UAV venture would have been. And by UAV, I mean drone, right? The thing with spinny propellers that flies through the air autonomously. I never could have planned that. I didn't know this guy was a real human being. I didn't know we'd get along. I didn't know that, like, two years later he'd be crashing at my place, and I sure as heck didn't know that the next night he'd find out that I'm actually a blacksmith standing over a puddle of molten bismuth, gradually crystallizing while he gets more pictures, and hear this. Could you forge a knife? Sure. In the desert? Yeah. Battery, but yeah, yeah. Next month? Yeah. At a party? Yeah. What do you think, like performance art or something? He's like, I want to forge a knife and then carve a lamb with it. So for context, there's a party next month, three years ago, and uh, I thought it was just like a company retreat kind of thing, like, hey, let's go out to my desert property and barbecue some stuff and maybe have a lamb roast. So yeah, sure. Um, I just need an anvil and a thing. So, yeah, just draft up the list, whatever. Literally, I punched in the list and sent him an email with what I needed. It was at the shop the next morning. Party's not until next month. But he had hit up, he had had his assistant, I guess, hit up Granger and, and a couple other odds and ends. And damn if all this material was not right friggin' there when I woke up. They're knocking on the door to deliver stuff, and I had passed out on the sofa. And yeah, sure, uh, uh, sure, I can sign for this here at this place that I definitely don't live or work. Uh, okay, and it was an anvil, and all of the other sundry items, a set of tongs, uh, and I think the only thing that was missing was the little charcoal grill. I don't think Granger carries those. If anyone from Granger is listening and you do carry those, please correct me. So, a month later, I'm back at the same lab. Drill a hole in the bottom of the grill. Put together some drive during rush hour traffic across LA to 
to Home Depot to pick up what I find out are, I think, spruce 4x4 posts, cut them down, make a stand, and the next day I'm in the middle of the Mojave Desert forging a knife while, like, half the alumni from Y Combinator orbit around me. Like, I'm in the middle of uh, probably 15 different companies, startups, etc., none of whom are valued anywhere less than, like, $50 million. Just, it, it was just a complete 180 from the drudgery that I was doing, working on this UAV project, trying to get it going. There was a Facebook post that was going around, describe your job poorly. And just prior to this party, I had described my job. And I think kind of won the internet for about a week. So all the nurses were like describing their job as though they were vampires or sadomasochists or something because they stabbed people and were surrounded by blood and, you know, that kind of thing. I describe my job thus. I work all hours of the night building exotic aircraft in an abandoned warehouse next to a rail yard while surrounded by barbed wire, being paid in obscure currency by a guy that I only ever met once in a dive bar. And I'm half Jewish. What year is it? And this was during the Trump presidency, so you, you can imagine the, the reactions. Less than two months later, after that post, I'm in the middle of the desert forging a knife under a starlit sky so clear and cold so clear I swear to this day I could have just reached up and dragged my fingers through the stars I've never had such a feeling of depth when looking up at the sky as I did that night it was pitch black I saw the Milky Way you can't see that around here just because of the city lights, they're roughly the same color and intensity. It just washes out. But that night, I forged a reasonably beautiful knife. The blade was gorgeous. The handle was kind of rustic, to say the least. It was a blacksmith's knife. But from the time I lit the fire to the time the knife was done was one hour. Sharpened the edge, heat treated it, reground everything, forgot to temper it, oh well. We took it over to the chef, and he tried carving with it, it just shaved 
meat off the bone, like, no problem. And I'm like, chop with it. And he chopped and went right through the lamb shank in one stroke, and it embedded itself in the cutting board. And the look on my buddy's face was just priceless. And, um... This is 1095 steel. I should have tempered it because it gets really hard, really brittle. But just 1095, and... It was beautiful. That moment was beautiful. Clearly that trip to Los Angeles did not go as planned. Well, neither one of them. But, I wouldn't change a thing. Well, I would have brought swim trunks. Because, you know, the beach was really nice. But really, there is nothing about that sort of story arc that I would adjust. In that week, I met a bunch of folks that I am now working with on a really big commercial venture that could change a lot of lives, not just my own. I made a really good friend. And firmed up some acquaintances into friends. The takeaway for me is hone your skills, have them at the ready, and When somebody asks you if you can show up in the middle of the desert for a party and do your thing, say, yeah, why not? Now, that doesn't mean get the most expensive hammer or anvil or CNC machine or 3D printer or computer-aided whatever. It means be able to use what you use to squeeze every last bit of performance out of them that you can. There's an old saying that goes something like, don't fear the man with several guns. Fear the man with only one because he knows how to use it. So know how to use it, whatever it may be for you. And when you say, yeah, why not? <laughs> Don't forget to actually ask the question, why not? Because it may very well be dangerous, unethical, or way too expensive. But don't let your fear of failure or the unknown let you miss out on something big. Because you never know.
things might go entirely not according to plan. Thanks for joining us again for Infinite Tradecraft. I'm Ryan Motley. Have a great one.